And welcome back. BetMGM Tonight continues. It's Rob Brown and Ryan Horvath with you tonight from Parts Unknown. Rob actually covering ACC Media Day. So, like, the ACC, it's just a one-day deal pretty much. It's not like the SEC where they stretch it out for what seems like two and a half months, Rob. It is a three-day event. Today was day one. Now, it just went to three days. Up until this year, it's been two days. You did half the league one day, half the league the other. But uh, they decided to go three today. We did uh, Syracuse, Louisville, Georgia Tech, and Miami. Uh, got a chance to sit down with uh, Dino Babers. Got a chance to sit down with uh, Brent Key from Georgia Tech. Got a chance to sit down with Mario Cristobal from Miami and a handful of the players. And it's, it's interesting, man, because it's like everybody's undefeated and everybody kind of has that confidence. Like the Georgia Tech guys are convinced they're staring down the barrel of a 10-2 season this year. The Miami, the Miami team that flat out quit on Mario Cristobal last year about week seven, if you go back and recheck some of those games, they just quit. Their guys were talking today like Clemson and Florida State shouldn't exist, don't deserve to be on the field with them. So it's, as a fan, it's a really fun three days because everybody's kind of in there. They've still got that optimism. Nobody's had it kicked out of them like a Cubs fan yet. Uh, but as an analyst, it's interesting because you're staring starting quarterbacks in the face who are telling you how the, the goal is conference championship, and you're just like, ah, oh, bless your heart, you sweet summer child. Uh. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to talk about this a little bit later on, man, because I'm actually high on Miami again this season coming into the year, so we could talk some Tyler Van Dyke together later. Uh, really quick right now, Major League Baseball, uh, Baltimore, they're up one to nothing on the Phillies. That game just going into the top of the third. You have the Angels up 2-0 on Detroit. Doesn't look like the Angels are going to sell at the deadline. Looks like Otani's going to finish the season in Los Angeles and uh, the other part of Los Angeles, not the part that's most likely going to be playing in the postseason once again this year. You got Tampa Bay. I did take the Rays on the run line. Uh, my reason being they're due, man. And I do still have the uh, obviously the AL East ticket, which isn't looking so good right now. As Baltimore continues to win, they do have a lead, but Tampa goes up 3-0 now on Miami in the bottom of the second. Uh, the Mets with an early 1-0 lead on the Yanks. We got one game in a delay right now, Colorado and Washington. Kansas City and Cleveland are scoreless. And then Atlanta and Boston also in a delay. All right, a lot going on right now in the NFL. Uh, right before we went to the break, we were talking about Justin Herbert. He gets a five-year extension, gets paid. I want to see how that's going to affect the quarterback market now. Uh, he's, man, five years, $262 million. So that's going to take him through the 2029 season. The Chargers, 28-1 to to win the Super Bowl, 16-1 to to represent the AFC. Herbert, 9-1 to to win MVP. Right there next to Mahomes, who's plus 650. Joe Burrow, who's going to be the next man up to get paid, 7-1. to Josh Allen, the uh, Madden cover guy, seven, uh, plus 750. So uh, quarterbacks continue to get paid. Who doesn't continue to get paid? Running backs. And I wake up this morning, Rob, and this is the weirdest thing because Saquon Barkley ends up signing his franchise tag with the Giants. The deal, one year, an adjusted franchise tag worth $10 million fully guaranteed, up to $11 million with incentives, uh, sources tell ESPN. So this tag was adjusted at a $2 million signing bonus, as well as those incentives. It's crazy what running backs have to go through, man. But so what happens here is the 909 G's uh, incentives, incentives uh, includes an equal amount paid for three categories. 
over 1,300 rushing yards, 1,350 rushing yards, a playoff berth, which they didn't make the playoffs last season, double-digit touchdowns, 11 to be exact, and 65 receptions. So, uh, Saquon, like we all predicted, he's going to be there with the Giants, and he's going to probably most likely be 65% of that offense, especially when you look at the depth behind them in the backfield and uh, that wide receiver room. So anything shocking here to you? No, not really. Uh, you know, you, you you look it up. It's worth $11 million and all he's got to do is hit numbers that he has either hit when he's been healthy or on pace to hit when he hasn't been. He also caught a $2 million signing bonus on top. So you're looking at a $13 million contract, which is about in the ballpark of where top-tier running backs have been getting paid. I think McCaffrey's uh, last deal with the with the Panthers that San Francisco owns now is like 14.5 or 15. So he's kind of right there in that market with Christian McCaffrey. And on top of that, if he gets tagged next year, the tender next year is worth 120% of what he signed this year. So he's going to get up to that McCaffrey level if they decide to tag him next year. And that, I assume, is what made Saquon Barkley sign this tender. That and the fact that you almost kind of created a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you didn't sign this tender and you sat out because you wanted that money, you go a year without playing, you put some rust on the hubcaps while you're waiting, and then you think somebody's going to sign you for more than that next year nope not gonna happen so i really do think this was a pretty solid compromise between a guy who spent last weekend griping about how he couldn't get the bag he got the bag the million the two million dollar signing bonus kind of brought him up to about where we expected him to be and if the giants tag him next year he's going to make christian mccaffrey money so i really do think this was this was probably the best possible outcome for saquon and for the giants yeah, man, we're just not going to see running backs get those long-term big deals anymore. And you go back to the year that the Rams, you know, they reached the Super Bowl, and what did they do? I mean, you have to reward first Jared Goff. That doesn't end up working out, as he's obviously the starting quarterback in Detroit right now. And then Todd Gurley gets that deal. The next year, you find out that Todd Gurley, I mean, there were some rumors, but you figure out that he does have arthritis in his knee. He spends a year in Atlanta, now he's out of the league, and he's not even 30 years old yet. So that's why you don't pay running backs. I hate to say it, like I wish there was a way to give him all the money. But um, So Saquon gets the bag. So it's going to be another year where, I mean, he's going to have to stay healthy. He's only played now two full seasons. One is a rookie, then last year he played a full season. Did sit out week nine, or week 18, but that was obviously because they had already clinched a playoff berth. So what you could do is you could actually play Saquon props, and the first thing I was looking at was the touchdowns because his rushing touchdowns this season set at seven and a half, minus 115, minus 112 actually, uh, best price both ways. 10 plus rushing touchdowns, that's plus 170. Now the issue there is he could catch four or five out of the backfield, obviously, but you're looking at these incentives, man. Most rushing yards for Saquon this year is 15 to one. You can get aggressive with Saquon now uh, with his season-long props because He's going all in on himself again, and he's got to uh, obviously reach these numbers to get paid. Yeah, I like I, I like a player who bets on themselves like this, right? Like I like a player who bets on themselves because it means that it is it, it's not just a prove it year, but it's a prove it to get paid year. And you know, we talked a little bit about this last night. I think we have a habit as fans, as analysts, 
uh, as radio bros, I think we have a habit sometimes of forgetting that these dudes are human beings, that these dudes are people. And yeah. I don't know about you, Ryan, but I, much like Ric Flair, very inspired by money. In fact, the majority of things that I do, I do to get more money. So when a guy goes in on himself like this, and look, you can't predict freak injuries. And you, you, you can't play as if you're going to get one. And the good news is the majority of the injuries that Saquon has had don't historically turn out to be massively limited injuries. They're, they're injuries that are, excuse me, massive to be limiting injuries. They're usually uh, smaller one season. They're not going to bug you forever, like unlike Todd Gurley's uh, with the arthritis. So I got a guy who bet on himself, who bet on himself after he and a handful of others were straight up calling out NFL teams and going, hey, you got to pay us. And now the Giants went, all right, fine, we will. But we're going to pay you for what you do, not what we project you to do, like we do with quarterbacks very frequently. Um, I'm probably taking the overs on all of the Saquon Barkley bets because the only thing that's going to stop him from rolling there in a division that has a couple of good defensive lines but certainly isn't amongst the best defensive line divisions in football, the only thing that's going to stop uh, Saquon Barkley from getting those numbers is an injury, and I'm not going to bet on that. What a world, man, because obviously, like, it's a quarterback's league. Quarterbacks, wide receivers always are always going to get paid. And even wide receivers are, you know, like, look what happened last year, right? Like, Devontae Adams gets moved to uh, Vegas. Tyree Kill gets moved to Miami. A.J. Brown gets moved, obviously, out of Tennessee. Uh, goes to Philadelphia. And it's because wide receivers are making a ridiculous amount of money. But it's funny to see Daniel Jones get taken care of this offseason. And then, like, you look at his his props, 17 and a half touchdown passes, man. And Saquon had to fight just to uh, sign his franchise tag and get an extra $2 million if he hits his incentives, of course. All right, Rob, everybody knows how I feel about this division. Uh, so looking at the prices right now in the NFC East, you have Philadelphia, about even money, actually minus 110 to win the uh, division. Obviously, they're going to be favored in at least 14 games this season if they stay healthy. We just saw them appear in the Super Bowl last year. Dallas, plus 170. The Giants, you're getting better than 7-1 to one odds, plus 750 with Saquon returning. And then you have Washington at 10-1. to one. Uh, Where would your money go in this division this season? You know, I, I'm not quite as sold on Philly immediately going back to the dominant form that everybody else thinks they are, right? Like, I really like Jalen Hurts. I do. Jalen had a real good run up to and through the Super Bowl last year. But I, 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 I'm I, not ready to put the same crown on him that everybody else seems to do, right? Like, I was looking at some quarterback power rankings uh, either last night or early this morning, and somebody had him ranked as the number two quarterback in the NFL. Really? Really? Like, good run. Yeah, good run. But the second best quarterback in the NFL. Like, I'm, not, I'm just not ready to go there yet. Uh, I, I don't have an issue with them being the betting favorite. And that has more to do, I think, with the Commanders and the Cowboys. Because while a lot of folks are trying to sell me that, oh, no, 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 we're, no, 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 seri no, we're seriously back. Rob, seriously, we're back this time. Uh, to me, I kind of like the dark horse Giants at this point a little bit. I think Danny Dimes is a guy that 
has grown year after year, probably more slowly than we'd like, but he is remarkably consistent. Not flashy. He's not blowing anybody away, but remarkably consistent. They added some pieces, and now they've got a running back that I think is going to threaten to be uh, the best running back in the National Football League this season overall in Saquon Barkley. So if you're giving me minus money for the Eagles, and again, I don't love it, I, I might throw a little change at the New York Giants. I know it seems like the wild pick, but it's a good value for a dark horse because we don't know how much noise the Washington football team commanders, maybe question mark, are going to create. There's a little chaos to be had there. It might be worth a sprinkle. You're going to hate my answer here, Rob. I think you might hate me, actually, after we uh, have this discussion here. Because, I mean, the Eagles, I think that's a fair price. I won't be shocked if the Eagles go to the Super Bowl two in the next three years. Is it possible as that is to do? Because I like the way that they draft. Uh, I mean, I love Jalen, man. I love A.J. Brown. I really like Nick Sirianni. But who knows, man? Maybe there's that Super Bowl hangover. We didn't really see it with the Bengals because they went back to the playoffs. They did get off to a slow start. But let's say maybe Philly does get off to a slow start. Let's say maybe Jalen gets figured out. I don't think you could really figure out how to stop Jalen Hurts. But I went with Dallas this year, actually, near, nearly uh, two-to-one odds with them. I like Dak. Uh, now, obviously, I'm not the biggest Mike McCarthy guy. As you can see, I'm a Packer fan, so it's tough to be a big Mike McCarthy fan. I do like Kellen Moore. He's obviously gone. It's what we just got done talking about, why I like the Chargers so much. But... I like the Brandon Cooks pickup, even though he's not Brandon Cooks at 24, 25 years old, because now this allows Michael Gallup to be the number three. And I know Michael Gallup hasn't been the same player since he tore his ACL, I believe, 2019. But now he's a couple years removed from that injury. Uh, the defensive side of the ball, I do like Dan Quinn. You have Parsons. I uh, actually like the Stephon Gilmore pickup. So I went and took a shot with Dallas, actually. We know what they do in the playoffs, but I can see them winning 11, 12 games this season. Mike McCarthy comes out. He says he wants to run the ball. What I like about Dallas this season is Zeke's gone. I know Tony Pollard's coming off that injury, but I've been, as a fantasy owner in a dynasty league, screaming for Tony Pollard to get 20 to 25 touches per game. This might be the season we actually get that. So I took a shot with Dallas, man. I, I think the commanders, I know the commanders are taking some some sharp money right now to go under their win total. I don't hate Sam Howell, and you got a lot of guys on the defensive side of the ball, like a Chase Young, who are also uh, playing for a new deal this year. I think they could go over their win total, but I would never play them to win this division. But I do like Dallas a little bit this year. You and don't a lot me. of other people, and I'm just going to ask lovingly, Ryan, are we doing this again? Are we going to fall for the trap? Again, you're talking yep. about Dak Prescott, who played 12 games last year and still led the league in interceptions. That's the guy that we are going to believe. Now all of a sudden, he, he's just got it all of a sudden. Like, yes, Kellen Moore left, a guy that, again, was not the problem, Taylor Swift. It's him, not him, the problem, not him. You took it that way. You're going to go to a West Coast offense, which relies more on quarterback timing and precision with a guy who led the league in interceptions last year despite playing 12 games. That's your guy? I am. I am. I am. I have to do it, man. Bet MGM tonight continues.